0: and welcome to The Wild Heart. This episode is the seventh of a series of twelve, as we are covering the twelve universal laws. All twelve of these episodes will be brief, and my hope is that they are helpful. Every time I go over these laws, I gain a new understanding of how they work and of myself. For people of certain religions, there may be a thought that these are New Age beliefs and go against their faith but from my understanding and perspective, these laws reinforce the teachings of most religious faiths. Please keep in mind that what I will be sharing with you are my thoughts and my understanding of these laws. I strongly encourage you to seek out your own understanding. Your opinion may be different than mine, and that's okay, but I do ask you to put aside any prejudices or judgments while you listen and see what resonates with your heart. My only intention is to bring peace to all who listen. Let's talk about the law of cause and effect, also known as the law of karma. Karma means action. By understanding this law, we can act on what we know and then experience a sense of wholeness and peace. The Buddha use the word karma specifically referring to volition. Volition means the faculty of power of using one's will. Buddha said that karma is volition because it is the motivation behind the action that determines the karmic fruit. The law of karma or cause and effect states that every single action produces a reaction no matter what. Even your thoughts create movement in the universe, no matter how minute it may be. According to this law, everything you think and everything you do, your behavior and your movements affect the universe. Because everything is relative, and nothing is separate. This, may, this concept may be too big to grasp, but let's think back to the first universal law, the law of divine oneness. We all, everything that exists, comes from the same source. Everything is connected. The network, or web of connectivity, is immensely vast, and nothing is left out of it. So it only makes sense that once you set out off movement in this world, it will continue to ripple out. That ripple will travel far beyond your understanding and awareness. Metaphysically, it is said that all ripples will eventually return back to source from which they came. So, if you believe in karma, you will be much more mindful of the ripples that you create. Once you start to understand cause and effect, it will become harder to believe in accidents or coincidences. In the book of secrets, Deepak Chopra wrote, situations seem to happen to people. But in reality, they unfold from deeper karmic causes. The universe enfolds itself, bringing to bear any cause that needs to be included. Don't take this personally. The working out of cause and effect is eternal. You are part of the rising and falling that never ends. And only by riding the wave can you ensure that the waves don't drown you. The ego takes everything personally, leaving no room for higher purpose. If you can realize that a cosmic plan is unfolding and appreciate the incredibly woven tapestry for what it is a design of unparalleled marvel. I love that. That that is knowledge worthy of some really deep reflection because it's so rich. The truth is, life isn't always fair. Things happen that seem unjust, and from our perspective, they're just plain unfair. But perhaps there is good karma to be gained from every unfair situation handed to us. Perhaps we are meant to gather and use grace to strengthen and ascend our soul. To ride the wave. We do not have the capacity to see or understand the plan of the universe, of God. Personally, I no longer believe in accidents or coincidences. The way things turn out may not be the intention that you thought, but they turn out the way they do because there is a karmic lesson to be learned. A coincidence by definition is a remarkable concurrence of events or circumstances without an apparent casual connection. I don't buy that. Everything has a connection. I believe everything is connected. Everything is relative. These things we call coincidences that happen to reach you and another at the same time. Here's an example of what a lot of people would call a coincidence. Um, I don't. I don't call it a coincidence at all. It was meant to play out exactly as, as it did. A dear friend of mine messaged me, and she was curious on how to connect with the universe more so that she could recognize signs or signals that were meant for her. And I conveyed that I, too, sometimes struggle with signs. I told her that it was kind of funny because just that day I had asked for a sign. I told her that my father loved tractors and I requested that if he could hear me or if his spirit was with me, I wanted to see a tractor, not any tractor, a specific or or a green tractor, a specific color. Living in a busy city... It's really highly unlikely that I was going to see a tractor, but that was my request. I forgot about it, and the day went on, and I hadn't seen a tractor. This was on the same day that my friend messaged me about signs. I told her about my dad and my tractor request, and she said, Well, funny enough, I saw one today, but it was a toy green tractor. Here's the thing about that. My dad collected toy tractors. He had hundreds of them, just hundreds of them. I could choose to think that was a coincidence, but that was not a coincidence. There's just no way. My cause was to connect to my deceased father. The effect was connecting to my friend on that same day who messaged me about signs, and me telling her about a toy green tractor. There's just no way. That's not a coincidence. I saw two other toy green tractors that day. If you knew my father, you would understand the humor behind this because he could be a little bit of a smart ass, so I really love how this unfolded. It may be an accident that you forget your car keys or that you get in a car accident or you drop a dish, but the effect that something like that causes, it sends out a shift or a ripple in the universe and that movement will alter the existence of something else. You know, often we, these situations happen like you're running late for work, something happens and you're late for work, and we're upset that we're late for work, and then later we find that if we had left on time, we probably would have been in a horrible accident. It's not a coincidence that you couldn't find your keys or that you couldn't get yourself together that day. That's the universe weaving its web. For everything that happens in this world, there is something that caused it. Dale Carnegie said, by becoming interested in the cause, we are less likely to dislike the effect. Think about that. That's being mindful. If you realize everything you do, there's going to be an effect to that. We have to be more mindful. By becoming more aware and intentional, the karma or effect you receive will be more favorable. When my intention is to cause love and healing in the world, the effect will be one of love and healing. The trick is to understand it may not come when I want it to or how I want it to, but I know I will receive it back. If my cause is one of revenge or harm, I may accomplish the effect I want. But it will be repaid to me. Shallow men believe in luck or in circumstances. Strong men believe in cause and effect. Ralph Waldo Emerson. You see, luck and circumstances require no belief system, but cause and effect, that requires understanding that we reap what we sow. To understand this law, you realize your actions carry responsibilities. You play a part in the divinity of the cosmos. The Bible speaks often about cause and effect. In Colossians 3.25 For those who does wrong will receive the consequences of the wrong he has done, and that without partiality. Galatians 6.7 A man reaps what he sows. In Buddhism, practicing good karma is being aware that your cause has an effect. This is a gradual journey of transformation to the highest self, or until you reach enlightenment. We cannot go around in this world and just do whatever we please and expect to just have positive reactions in return. You have a responsibility to your spirit, to your soul, to produce good karma. And we all owe that to the world. Everyone plays an energetic role in the state of our world. If you want to live in a healthier, happier world, then live a happier, healthier life. And don't expect to always understand when it seems unbalanced from your perspective. The rules of balance and justice are playing out in a realm and on a scope we cannot humanly comprehend. Plant your seeds of love and hope. And if you plant those, that love and that hope in faith, that's fertile soil, and you will reap a beautiful bounty. If you want good karma, then start being very mindful of the law of cause and effect. As it says in the book of Isaiah, if you go out with joy, you will be led forth with peace. In closing, I wish you all good karma. Our next episode is the universal law number eight, the law of compensation. Thank you for listening. Namaste, friends. We are out.